Listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast powered by Power 88 Dean Radio. I am CJ Madero, so I guess I'll be hosting this time. And with me is everyone's favorite, Adam Wright. So we have a lot planned for you tonight. As you know, week one is officially in the books. We're going to break down some of like the biggest games and biggest performances. We're also going to touch on some of the more significant injuries that happened. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite upsets and, of course, the Fumble Ruski fan box. Now, uh, excuse me. So now we're just going to get right to it and we are going to talk about some of the biggest games and performances. Adam, is there anything you would like to highlight? Also, you're muted. Sorry about that, CJ. Well, I'd definitely like to highlight Jamar Chase's performance. I mean, the guy practically just put the Bengals on his back during that game. And uh, I'm trying to pull up the I'm trying to pull up the uh, statistics right now. But I mean, what did he have? Like two touched. So he had hang on. Uh box score. Wait, this is all just a hang on. Apologies here. Uh week one. Here we go. Um 10 receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown, which accounts for practically almost half, uh basic basic basically a third of Joe Burrow's yardage and base and one top and uh half of his touchdowns. And if you watch this game, I mean, the Steelers did pull off the upset, which was unbelievable, but it also just like, it was almost like they almost just ha- basically had them and this, the Bengals really fought back and it really just shows how much Jamar chase means to that Bengals team, even though they do have other targets, chase is really, uh, is a key to that team, 10 receptions, 129 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's showing exactly why he's one of the rising stars as far as wide receivers go in this league. Yeah, Adam, you're certainly right. And if Joe Burrow could have cut down on the turnovers, I feel like Cincinnati probably would have won that game. But instead, those numbers, well, great, especially if you have them on your fantasy team, they're kind of just hollow, especially with the loss, kind of like a Gabe Davis member in the playoffs where he had like four touchdowns or whatever, and he set all kinds of records, but it really didn't matter. It's something like that. But for me, my biggest uh, performance has to be Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now, some people were all doom and gloom. Like, oh, no, they have no one behind Tyreek Hill. Juju is injury-prone and rickety. You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has butterfingers. And, you know, and I mean, those criticisms were valid at the time, 
But Mahomes saw what everyone was saying and said, no Tyreek, no problem. Put up basically a 76% completion percentage, 600 and 300, excuse me, 360 yards and five touchdown passes on their way to obliterating the Arizona Cardinals. And Mahomes, he spread the wealth around. Kelsey got his fair share of touches. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was electric. You know, you had guys like Miko Hardman and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster getting, like, some targets as well. And even the rookie Isaiah Pacheco got in on it. So I, so I will reiterate what I said. No Tyreek, no problem. At least not for Mahomes, as he just, like I said, rolled onto a victory. So, uh, Adam, is there anyone else like you'd like to highlight? Yeah, and there's also Jamar Chase. Uh, excuse me, Jamar Chase. Uh, there's also Justin Jefferson, who put up, who had himself a game him, himself. Nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns in the 23 to seven win for the Vikings over the Packers. Here's a player where we got so they they got a new head coach in Kevin O'Connell who's been working behind um, who was the offensive coordinator for last year's Rams team and they had that one wide receiver in Cooper Cup who they who was really favored in that offensive scheme and everyone figured okay here's Justin Jefferson he's probably going to be the, that guy in that offense he proved that today uh, excuse me over uh, over this weekend and. This is a player where he can really, I mean, he we he can really put the team on his back and uh, make make Kirk Cousins a lot better than he is. Yeah, Adam, you're you're perfectly right, and we've seen before how much an elite number one receiver can uh, help even the most mediocre of quarterbacks. Certainly, now, but. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, now, before we move on, I did want to quickly highlight one more player. Giants running back Saquon Barkley. A lot of people, myself included, said, all right, this is like the put-up-or-shut-up year for him. He's been battling injuries ever since his second season in the league, and it's time for him to, like I said, put-up-or-shut-up. And he chose the put-up route with 18 rushing attempts. For 164 yards, which equates to 9.1 yards a carry and a rushing touchdown, along with six catches for 30 yards. Now, I'm not going to say Saquon's back, but he took a massive step in the right direction against uh, the Tennessee Titans. And, I mean, the Titans don't exactly have what you would call a poor defense. Uh, you know what I mean? They're uh, they could they could be very deadly, and Saquon said not today. Yeah, see, Saquon is one of those players where, I mean, he this is he's always been injury prone, and this is that one. I mean, this was the point where he where he really needed to get it going, because he's at a point where he's at a point where he's he's finally healthy, so he has to prove that he can still do it, and. He's a year removed from his ACL tear, which is which is important for running backs because usually that that's around the time where they really start to figure it out. If you remember Dalvin Cook in what was it, 2018? Yeah, it was 2018. He had a bad year coming off that ACL tear, and he and towards the end of the year, you kind of saw some signs of a resurgence, 
And then the next year after that, he played well and uh, regained his old form. This is kind of the same with Saquon Barkley, a player who's failed to be to stay healthy, finally is, and now we're seeing what he's really capable of. You're right, Adam. And, well, we could talk about big performances all day because they were plentiful during week one. But, unfortunately, we do have to move on where we are going to talk about some of the big names that sustain injuries during week one. It's unfortunate, but it is a reality of football. And you're definitely not going to want to miss that. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I am CJ Medeiros along with Adam Wright. And oh boy, week one, crazy week. But unfortunately, some big names got hurt. And like I said before the break, that's just one of the realities of football. Am I correct, Adam? Oh, yeah. It's injuries are so much of a part of football that it's like, it's it's unlike any other sport. And it's Mm -hmm. just... It's just tragic. That's why if your GMs are smart, they will, you know, spend a decent chunk of change on backups because you never know who's going to get hurt and when. And every year there's always some big names that go down in week one. Adam, would you like to share one of such big names? Well, we have TJ Watt, who appears to have suffered a torn peck. Now, was that – I believe that it's yet to be confirmed because they're looking for – they're looking for uh, a couple different opinions because they don't they don't want to accept the fact that uh, it appears that they don't want to accept the fact that they lost one of their best players for the year. But yeah, Jamal uh, T.J. Watt torn Peck, and I believe Jamal Adams of the Seattle Seahawks just did he tore he tore his ACL, didn't he? Uh, I think it's a quad tear, but still serious nonetheless. And then on top of that, Kyle Fuller. Now he tore his ACL, mm-hmm. uh, a player who was on has has kind of been a little bit on the decline, but a player who's who has potential. He's shown uh, in the past that he can be a top corner. Uh, he's gone for the year for the Denver Broncos, and uh, Dak Prescott. I Wait, believe, Kyle Fuller, I believe, is on the Ravens. Right, right. He was yes, on the Ra- he was of, on the Broncos la- the year before, mm-hmm. and then it was the Ravens. Correct. Yeah, because and, when it comes to injuries, our resident Ravens fan Justin Tucker will give you an earful. Yeah, and uh, he he'll also give you an earful about how that uh, how that Ravens team is yet again facing the injury bug, where uh, tackle uh, what was it? Right tackle Ronnie Stanley. No, it was left tackle Ronnie Stanley. Oh, and Jawan James, too. Jawan James. Are they both hurt? I believe so. Yeah. At least that's what Justin said to me today when I spoke to him. 
Yep. So there you go. Ravens, another year, another uh, another promising year, another promising year that's down the drain to injuries. Yeah, not but, yet. Uh, it's only week one. That offensive line is suffering big time, man. Oh, it 100% is. But I do want to touch a little bit more on one of the guys you touched on. Uh, Dak Prescott from the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, boy. It's always interesting when a quarterback goes down because unless your name is Tom Brady or Nick Foles or like Kurt Warner, your season's over. And, you know, it's, I mean, we've seen it time after time after time where, you know, when your quarterback goes down, that's a wrap on your season, basically. And Dak, he's not going to be gone for the whole year, but they did say he will be gone from six to eight weeks. Yes, six to eight weeks. And, the, and during that time, they had to face teams like the Rams and, and the Bengals and Philly. And even the Lions are somewhat decent. So I am not looking forward if I'm a Cowboys fan, to the rest of this season, because there's a very real chance you go 0-6. And they said they're not even going to try to trade for another established quarterback. They're sticking with Cooper Rush. Will that work? I don't know. And I personally don't think it will. But uh, we'll see. And speaking of we'll see, we are going to move ahead to our next segment where Adam and I are going to talk about some of the bigger upsets that happened in week one. Oh, and believe you me, there were quite a bit. So uh, don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Good evening. You are still listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast powered by Power 88. I am CJ Medeiros, and that there is Adam Wright. So let's, uh, as I said before, we're going to talk about some upsets. And, you know, upsets are an interesting thing in football. You you know, you think a team has a 100% chance at victory, and then they lose. And honestly, upsets are one of the wonders of sports, unless you are the team being upset. So, uh, Adam, what was your biggest upset from last week of football? So, I have a feeling I know which one you're going to pick. Um, is it going to be the Bears? Because. Oh, well, I'll spoil it, but one. yes, yeah. All right, fine. Then I'll go a different direction, and I'm going to pick the Browns upsetting the Panthers, 26-24. Now, a lot of people are going to say that the Panthers aren't going to be that good of a team and they're not going to they're not going to the playoffs. That might be true, but I think they're going to be a competitive team this year. At least they have the makings to to be. They have a they have a defense that's among the top the best in the league. They have a wide receiving core that's among the best in the league and they have a, a they have a running back who when he's healthy is again one of the best in the league. 
and their offensive line is improving. And they added to add on to that, they brought in a quarterback who who I who should be able to should be able to hold down the fort over there in Baker Mayfield. So there's no reason why the Browns why the Browns should be able to pull off this upset. There should not they I mean, they have a they have a good roster as well, but they have Jacoby Brissett at the helm. And he's okay, but like Baker Mayfield's the number one overall pick at one point. And he was able to lead the Browns to a playoff vic to a excuse me ex, did they no, they did get a playoff victory mm-hmm. and and do a playoff berth. And very nearly beat uh uh beat the Chiefs that year. Now they they couldn't do it because uh, well, they just couldn't do it. But and the the only reason they were almost they were almost able to was because uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt in that game. But almost did that, and so you would expect the Panthers to come out and win this game. They did not. They lost twenty. They lost twenty six twenty four, and uh, they made it a close game. It was it was not that close of a game for most of the for most of the contest, but I mean, this was, I mean, you, they, this is a game they sh- that I believe they should have won and they didn't. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely one that jumped out to me. Yeah, that was a, a stunning upset to say the least, but there is one that, I mean, no matter like where you stand on the football spectrum, that you probably didn't see coming, and that is the Chicago Bears upsetting the San Francisco 49ers. Now, if you are a football fan, you know, you've probably heard the Niners fans talking insane amounts of trash, like, ah, Trey Lance, he's so good, third overall pick, baby, here we come, Super Bowl. How'd that work out, dare I ask? That's a rhetorical question. It, in fact, did not. And uh, and I'll I'll admit, there was a weather game. Rain was pouring down. And everyone and their mother knows, especially in football, rain is the great equalizer. And the 49ers came out and literally lost 19-10 to to the Bears. I cannot stress this enough. They lost to the Bears. You know, Justin Fields, you know, because it was a raining game, he didn't uh, put up the flashiest of numbers. But he did have 121 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, which for a which for like the downpour that it was was uh, really not that bad. And uh, who could forget Trey Lance, who went 13 of 28, 164 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. That's just really not just plain and simple. Not what you want from you know like the quarterback that you said was going to be like the biggest thing. And I know, like I said, you know, it's a rain game and maybe you count that out, but a loss of the bears to start out your season is far from ideal. Adam. Yeah. I mean, it like, it would be one thing to say for it to be a competitive game. And it kind of was, but it would be one thing for Trey Lance to at least show some flashes because a lot of people believe he can play, but it would be one thing that he shows some flashes. He plays decently, but the weather's clearly affecting him. That's kind of not really what happened. He kind of, he had a, 
it, and it, the way he played, it feels like he would have he would have played that poorly, even in even in good weather. So it was especially when it's against the the Bears. I mean, that Bears team doesn't have much left on that defense. So it's it's just not a good look for the 49ers, but uh, an encouraging sign for Justin Hill and the <laughs> our old, our old co-host Justin Hill. Uh, an accidental shout out for uh, uh Justin Justin Fields and that Bears team. Rain's a great equalizer, but a win's a win at the at the end of the day. Well, you are 100% correct, Adam. And uh, well, unfortunately, we are going to have to move on. But what we will do next is talk about our Fumble Ruski Fantasy Fix. So, yeah, you're definitely not going to want to miss that, especially if you're in one of our listener leagues. So don't go anywhere because this is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. I am CJ Medeiros, along with Adam Wright. And right now, you know, as you know, we're trying to delve into fantasy, and therefore, this is going to be what I believe is the second installment of the Fumble Ruski Fantasy Fix. Adam, would you like to do the honors? All right, guys. So I'm going to mention all of the final scores. I'm going to start with our grand prize league, and then we are going to go into our our list, Fumble Ruski listener league and name all of the scores, and then we'll give a little PSA just to give a little bit of uh, uh, just, just some sort of fantasy football advice for you guys. Uh, in the future, we're going to do some stardom sit em and stream streamers. Uh, excuse me, not start uh, – some waiver wire pickups and streamers. Uh, for you guys to pick up, but today we weren't able to get our episode out until Wednesday this week. So obviously that's usually when um, that's usually when the uh, you guys waiver period is over. So this week we're going to just stick to the scores in a fantasy PSA. But uh, for our first score in the grand prize league, it is it, it was me who beat Grayson Mortimer ninety one to eighty nine. And then it was Patrick Williver who beat Aaron Wise. Actually, no. Uh, Aaron Wise beat Patrick Williver 112 to 108. Close one. Team Hartman, as in Jack Hartman, beat uh, beat Amber Shelley 136 to 108. Nick Norman beat uh, beat Robert Shelley 108 to 104. And Jeff Medeiros beat Isaac Zonana, 130 to 83. And uh, I'm just going to start going from the uh, – I'm just going to start going for the uh, um, the usernames. But Dax All Folks lost to the Sports Saga podcast, 131 to 92. 
Uh, Connor's God Squad beat Hitting Rugs, one fourteen to ninety five. Uh, the real Slim Brady beat Goodwill Punting one twenty four to one hundred five, and then Eli Turner beat Ben Farina one hundred eight to eighty seven. Now going into the Fumble Ruski Listener League. And we've got go into week one. And I beat CJ. Ha. Wow. Suck on that. Oh, that's 124. That's 124 to 115. Hey, how'd you do in our and, personal uh, league, Adam? You want to tell the folks that? They don't need to know that. You're yeah. asking the wrong questions, homie. <laughs> uh, and uh, Rogers Percocet lost to win when I feel like it, 122 to 129. Uh, Stephen Parker beat Patrick Costu, 108 to 102. 50 Shades of 50 Browns. Shades of Brown beat uh, God Squad, 111 to 105. Brown's Country lost to Kanye East, 122 <laughs> to 95. <laughs> I love that name. Oh my God, this was a close one. So I have to go into the I have to go into the per, the percentage the decimals here. So uh, D's Bolaz beat uh, beat Fins up ninety four point four six to ninety four point one. Wow! What a game that was, and uh, the uh, real deal. Breal beat date with Ariza. Oh boy, one thirteen to one hundred four. These are some pretty. These are some pretty shady names. Some of them are so, are so bad. I'm just calling them by their uh, their act their real names. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Hawks. So there's two Hawks teams. One Landon. Landon lost to the Destroyers, seventy-six to eighty-nine, and uh, so that's all of our Fumble Ruski listeners league. So as for our fantasy PSA, since it's Week One, I think it's time for our annual "Don't Overreact" to Week One, because number one, you're going to be looking at that one RB one or wide receiver one that you had. Who just didn't? Who just didn't do it for you? And I'll, I've been there. Uh, this this week, I believe Najee Harris only got me about ten points in one of my leagues. Yeah, I had Najee Harris one. had a bad week last year during week one. So that just tells you a little bit about don't go out and start shopping. Don't start trading your players. Give it some time. Give it a couple of weeks. Keep start your studs for the f- first few weeks, and just go from there. And also, here's another thing. If you do all these trades this early in the season, the players you trade for could get hurt. Now, that could happen when you have the players that you have, but at least you just hung on to who you had instead of trading significant assets for a guy who just got hurt. So definitely don't overreact to week one. It's only week one. For all you guys know, you could go, let's say your league is what? 14 games, you could go 13 and 1. You could could happen. So don't even don't don't overreact, don't drop players, don't trade anybody. Just 
just start your studs. But that's it for that. And uh, do we want to ho- hang on? Do we want to move on to the the uh, Fumble Ruski fan box? Yes, Adam. Yes, we shall. So uh, no, no intro here. We're just going to jump right on into the fan box because I know it's, uh, it's what the people want. All right. So getting into uh, – I want to get to our ad read real quick. Um, it was 115. So uh, here we go. Well, guys um, – Oh shoot! No, the uh, the ad read isn't. Um, oh, that's for our fan segment. Adam. Yeah, that's for our fan segment. Uh, this is all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, we are on to our Fumbleruski fan box. We post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was which team or player put up the most surprising week one performance. All right. So going into these responses, um, we got, uh, if only things could load. Oh, I have them in front of me, Adam. All right. Let's listen. Let's hear them. So first up, Brady Kudo said Hilliard from Tennessee. Yes. Okay. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Next, Chris Kostich said Michael Thomas hasn't played in two years, and the game showed that he and J-Bo are dangerous. He means Jameis Winston. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Thomas came back like he didn't miss a beat. Yep. And our old friend Patrick Williver said James Robinson. Oh, yeah, that's starting jobs, not ETNs yet. Probably eventually, but. That was a that was a yeah. crazy one, man. I I, I, uh, I will admit that I counted out James Robinson. I thought ETN was a big, big-time guy. Oh, I totally did, too. I didn't draft either of them, but I felt the same way. Next. He probably still will, but don't overreact mm-hmm. to week one. Yeah, that's just the theme every year, ain't it? Next, uh, Cameron Beal said Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah, that was an awesome pickup for New Orleans. I mean, his numbers were just insane. Now, uh, Grayson Mortimer, old buddy on the show, Grayson, said the Bears. Well, yeah, you beat the 49ers, rain or not, you definitely deserve some, uh, you know, some kudos thrown your way. Next, uh, Robert Shelley, our old Buddy Robert Shelley, everyone's favorite, said Texans TBH. You'll take a draw at this point. I don't think anyone was expecting, you know, the Texans Colts game to be competitive, but they did it. The Texans are like that thorn in your side. You just can't get rid of. And believe me, they could knock a few teams down this year, I think. Next, Cash Withers had two responses, the Giants and the Bears. Oh, yeah, two teams that pulled off major upsets. I could totally see his logic next uh, a guy we just had on recently aaron wise said easily saquon barkley now adam and i you know we spoke about saquon barkley and yeah that guy definitely temporarily you know he shut up the haters for that game then of course cola dj says saquon yes once again we agree then eli turner 
said player Jahan Dotson, team Steelers. Yep, Steelers knock off the reigning AFC champs, and Jahan Dotson catches two touchdowns in his debut. Yep, he'll definitely take the pressure off of Scary Perry, I think. Then there's Dean Federico, who said the Vikings. Oh, yeah, they manhandled Rodgers and the Packers. They totally stifled that air attack, and, yep, that's going to be – yeah, I was shocked. Hey, but I had Justin Jefferson in my fantasy league, so all was well. Next, Ian Malern said Texans by far. Yeah, we, we touched on that and how no one expected that to be competitive. But, hey, Shelly was right er, from earlier. You will take a draw, and so and Ian is right as well. Connor Fallon, the Bears in the swamps of Soldier Field. Yeah, that level of downpour with that terrible field, that can throw anyone off their game. Next up, Zachary Stilson said Duvernay, which he means the Ravens receiver Devin Duvernay, who I believe caught two touchdowns. And for like the three people that started him in fantasy, I salute you. Next, Secret Weapon Consulting, a good friend of the show, says, gotta say, the Bears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Weather. Bears. Oh, yeah. Bears beat the Niners. Oh, yeah. Weather and Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And the terrible turf. But that's a story for another day. Next, Isaac Zonana says, Saquon proved everyone wrong. Also, Tua, very underrated game. Uh, yeah. Saquon on the stat good. sheets, it was. Yeah, yeah on the yeah. stat sheets, it was underrated. But, like, if you but, saw him I mean, in real life, like, oh, yeah, that was. The, yeah. That score is a little deceiving because the Miami offense really only put up 13 points. Another touchdown came off a strip fumble. But, I mean, all, more power to him. But Waddle and Hill showed yeah. out in that game, but that's it. Yeah. Well, Waddle had a big jump, like a chunk play, and Hill had a lot of catches but was getting stopped soon. So we'll see. Well, you know, we're, well, There's a lot to tell. Uh, Tyson Tate says Vikings defense was very good. Can you tell Tyson Tate's a Vikings fan? Can you tell? But it's all right. We love him anyway. And, yes, the Vikings defense was very good. Picked off Rodgers, and he hasn't thrown an interception to an, a to an NFC North team in a while. Uh, next, uh, Dil uh, this his username is DilPow72. Real name Dylan. We don't know his last name. Says Isaiah Pacheco. Yep, a good, so you know, a solid debut. You know, with this rookie running back from the Chiefs, he took Tyree Kill's old number. He's putting that to good use, I think. Yep. Then Jack Grob, Miles Garrett. Oh yeah. yeah. I, but but that's but like expected. most surprising. Like yeah. I mean, I would expect that from him. That's because mm -hmm. he he's their star pass rusher. Oh yeah. Yeah. Leo Koivu says Chase from Bengals. Hey, the Bengals didn't win, but Chase showed up and showed out. Yeah, and that I I did mention that as a great performance, but that was I don't know if it like I don't know if I'm surprised. Are you surprised by that? Because I uh, not really. I wouldn't say I I wouldn't say I expect it, but I also am not surprised because yeah, I mean he's he's one of the better receivers in the game. Mm -hmm. Next, Jack Briel, Dotson or Thomas, as in Jahan Dotson or Michael Thomas. We touched on them both, yeah. and both are valid. Next, Derek oh, Cool. Yeah. Real talk. The Patriots look lost and surprised in a bad way. Please don't make me relive that game as a Pats fan. Moving on. Uh, yeah, we, we can just – yeah, it, good take, but – Yeah, Joseph 
Sawtill said the Giants. Yes. Oh, yeah. Once again, you know, they went into Tennessee and beat the Titans. Can't get much better than that. Luke Banning said Jahan Dotson. I'm starting to think we have a favorite here. I know, like, whichever team Washington plays in week two will definitely have him on their radar. He'll be on some fantasy rosters, too. Oh, absolutely. If he if he wasn't already. Mm-hmm. Next, Jad Noaman said Lamar and the Ravens in general. I mean, they were playing the Jets, but still, it's good to see that Lamar's back and healthy, I would say. Oh, yeah. Next, Cash Drazen said Ernest Jones, who I believe is a linebacker from the Rams. I believe so. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, the Rams got thumped, but but he certainly had a good game. Next, uh, Daniel Blaziak said Jefferson saved my fantasy team from the jaws of defeat. Once again, we're not surprised that Justin Jefferson did well, but but. But still, that it was a performance worth mentioning as he obliterated that Green Bay secondary. I mean, that was incredible. I do mm-hmm. have Ernest Jones' stats from that game. He had one forced fumble, and he had five solo tackles. So, Hey, that's pretty good. Cool. Especially he had, he had quite the out. game. Yep. Yeah. And, that's, uh, yep. and that actually is our fan box. We are all wrapped up from that. So... So yeah, that'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening, uh, for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at 7:30 on Twitter and Facebook and and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our podcast episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram page at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.